0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليم كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في القرآن المجيد بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألا بذكر الله تطمئن القلوب صدق الله العظيم وبلغنا رسوله النبي الكريم wa nahnu ala dhalika min ash-shahidin wal shakirin walhamdulillahirabbil respected ulama brothers and elders assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh all praise is due to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala peace and salutations be upon muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam we praise and thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for each and every favor that allah has blessed us with. we praise and thank allah subhanahu wa ta'ala For blessing us with another beautiful day of Jumu'ah, we praise and thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing us with the month of Rajab. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Sha'ban wa Baligna Ramadan. Oh Allah bless us in this month of Rajab, bless us in the month of Sha'ban and make us all reach the month of Ramadan. We've also began another academic year, 2023. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a year of goodness for each and every one of us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to overlook all our shortcomings of the years that have passed so far in our life, and may Allah subhanahu wa grant us His close proximity every year that passes in our life. It's supposed to be a year that we get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we have reached the month of Rajab, and we come in close to the month of Ramadan once again, we need to start preparing ourselves. If you wind the clock back to the 5th of Rajab, 1420, 1442, last year, there were many people... That never know that was the last month of Ramadan that they would see in their life. None of us have any guarantee that we'll see this month of Ramadan. That is just one one and a half months away from us. Or one and a three quarter months. So let us prepare ourselves spiritually. Aim to make the month of Ramadan that's going to come the best month of your life. For many people this will be a different month of Ramadan. It might be a sad month of Ramadan. We might miss our near and dear loved ones that were with us last Ramadan and are not going to be with us this month of Ramadan. But let us be ready to receive as much as we can from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Inshallah, Respected brothers and elders, as we might have seen in the poster of today's topic, that are you truly happy? That's a very important question. In general, if you have to ask somebody, are you happy? Mawlana, well, I'm very happy. But are you truly, truly happy? Many people, you might be surprised. You ask them, are you happy? They'll tell you no. Because they have so many issues that they're dealing with. They have so many problems on their shoulders. So are we truly happy? That's a very important question. And as I began to research this topic some time ago, I found something very amazing. If you take the aspect of happiness, so modern day Western psychologists, they break it up. And they say that if you take happiness as a whole, and you give it a hundred marks. So they say that 50% of an individual's happiness actually has to do with their DNA. Some people are just naturally more happier than others. Like how you get some people that are naturally more softer than others. That's It's beyond your control. And when we look at that from an Islamic point of view, that also brings us to the aspect of radha bil qada. whatever happens around you, whatever is your situation, that is the decision of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So they say that 50% of an individual's happiness has to do with their DNA, it's beyond your control. And then they tell us that 10% of a person's happiness has to do with what occurs around them, what happens around you. When I read this, I found it very amazing because sometimes we base everything that happens around us on our happiness or the opposite of that, our sadness. But here, modern day psychologists are telling us that only 10% of what happens around you will actually really contribute to you being happy. And then I started to think more and more about this. And then I realized it actually makes sense. We've just come off the festive period, the holiday season. We went here, there, and everywhere. How many a times a person will book a lavish holiday in the best of resorts, with the best of accommodation, everything to make the whole family happy. And for the whole duration of the holiday, they're all fighting. But you've got everything around you that's supposed to be making you happy. 10% of what happens around you genuinely contributes to your happiness. It's only 10%. And then I started to think about it more. From another angle, when you look at it, through the grace and mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we've had the opportunity of visiting war-torn areas and borders where refugees are been housed. When you look at it, everything around them demands that they be sad and depressed, but they're smiling. It's only 10% of what happens around you that really will contribute either to your happiness or to your sadness. So if 50% has to do with your DNA and is beyond your control and only 10% is with regards to what happens around you that will contribute to your happiness or not, what happens to the other 40%? So then they tell us that 40% is entirely dependent on you and what you indulge in as a person. 40% is in your control. Now when we really look at it, if 50% is beyond our control and only 10% of our circumstances will contribute either to our happiness or our sadness, if we're not capitalizing on that 40%, we're in a very big problem. Because if you look at the 50% that got to do with our DNA, let's say by default we're all not meant to be the happiest of people. Then 10%, when you look at it, what the, uh, what the world has become so challenging. There's so many problems. There's so many issues we're dealing with. Nobody knows what tomorrow. Problem after problem and challenge after challenge coming our way. So you're presenting a problem. And then if you're not capitalizing on that 40%, do you really blame ourselves for us really being so sad and so depressed? We need to capitalize on that 40%. We need to do as much as we can to really bring true happiness within our souls. And that brings me now to the aspects of how do we become truly happy so the ulama tell us that number one aim to please only allah that's the first step towards you being truly happy internally it's not about the smile that's on your face it's not about if you think you're happy let us just take a moment to really look within our souls is your soul content is your soul at peace do you genuinely feel a sense of calmness when you go to bed at night or is it that you always have something lurking within you there's always a void there's always a gap there's always a darkness there's always a stress there's always a problem when you aim to please only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah makes you internally happy Allah gives you a calmness within your soul and believe me that is something that money can't buy Calmness within your soul, happiness within your heart. To please the world is absolutely impossible. To please people is absolutely impossible. But it's very easy just to please one Allah. So at any given moment, in any aspect of our lives, we just need to focus on one thing. Is Allah happy with me? That's all you need to do. It's as simple as that. In the way... I run my business, is Allah happy? If Allah is happy, there's nothing else I need to worry about. In my marriage, is Allah happy with the way I treat my spouse, with the way I treat my children? If Allah is happy, I have absolutely nothing to worry about. In my community, whatever I do, how I interact with them, is Allah happy? Just focus on pleasing Allah and I promise you, it will make such a big difference in our life. Today we want to please everyone except Allah, and then we wonder him, why why, why are we not happy? I mean, Mulan, I did everything possible for that woman, she's still not happy. The woman would say, Mulan, I did everything possible for that man, he's still not happy. Do it to please Allah. You focus on your relationship with your creator. Have I made Allah happy or not? That's step number one. Aim to please only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two, the scholars tell us, that what we need to be doing to enhance internal happiness within our souls is that we need to satisfy the soul that Allah has given us. The verse that I recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, Allah بِذِكْرِ qulub." It is only through the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and through good deeds that Allah will give you satisfaction in your heart and in your soul. But we need to be satisfying the soul. We've did everything we possibly could do to satisfy our desires. But the sad part is we are starving our souls that Allah has given us. How do you nourish that soul? The soul is nourished by good deeds. The soul is nourished by you doing that which is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whether it be remembering Allah in the form of dhikr, whether it be recitation of the Qur'an, whether it be sending durood upon the Prophet sallallahu الله عليه And the whole list of any action that constitutes a good deed is you satisfying your soul. And think about it. Let's just take a moment again to reflect. Every person as an individual, think about it. The happiest that and the calmest that you've ever felt within your soul and be honest and true to yourself has always something to do with some good deed that's pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Everyone, just just take a moment as an individual. Let me think of what was the happiest moment in my life or when I felt the calmest and I felt the most at peace. Some might say, hey, Murana, that happens to me while I'm engaged in salah. Some might say, hey, Murana, when I go for Umrah and I see Baitullah, the house of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I feel that happiness and that calmness within my soul. Anything that got to do with pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings about automatically satisfaction and happiness within the soul of an individual. We come into the month of Ramadan. We said Allahumma barik lana fi rajaba wa sha'ban wa baligna Ramadan. Oh Allah, bless us in this month of Rajab, bless us in sha'ban. Make us reach Ramadan. Think about Ramadan. How much of inner calmness and joy everyone feels when you're fasting, when you break your fast, when it's the taraweeh salah. That is your soul. We did everything we could do. To satisfy our desires, it never really brought us the joy that we were looking for. It seems as if we're looking for it in the wrong place. Satisfy the soul. nourish the soul as much as you possibly can because it is the soul that will be presented to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People are, are also very obsessed nowadays with how their bodies look. We want to keep fit. We want to do this. We want to do that. And, and, and we try to make our outward appearance the best it can possibly be we adorn this body with the best clothes that the world has to offer what have you beautified your soul with how much have you done to keep that soul active to keep that soul nourished so satisfy your soul Allah will give you true internal happiness within your heart, within your soul even though the world will always have its challenges you will go through it very differently compared to others. Because you have that internal calmness and happiness that only comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So that's number two. Number three, how do we go about such bringing, bringing internal happiness within our hearts and within our souls? So the scholars tell us, expect only from Allah and you'll never ever be disappointed. What's the most common... Well, I no, you know, it's not what I expected from that individual. So a person has a dispute in his business, he tell you, it's not what I expected from my staff. Staff has a problem with the boss, you ask the staff, it's not what I expected from the boss. Husband and wife have an issue, but the wife will say, it's not what I expected from my husband. The wife, the same, vice versa. The father will say, not what I expected from my child. Child will say, it's not what I expected from my parents. Everyone is expecting so much from everyone. Man is fallible. Man will let you down. We are human beings. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that we have been created weak, as strong as you think we are, as capable as we think we are. We are very, very weak. People will let you down. You will not get what you expected from others, but you will get everything so long as you expect only from Allah whoever places their trust and reliance entirely on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah is enough for that individual Allah will deliver you from all your difficulties and problems keep your trust and your faith only in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yes, there's systems and there's processes of how the world will operate there's duties, there's responsibilities that people are given that they have to fulfill we cannot shy away from our responsibilities but you need to expect from Allah if you expect from Allah, you know what's the other very big difference that will happen in your life? Your disappointments will automatically be reduced and almost vanished. Why? Because my trust is in Allah. I'm expecting from Allah. Today, how much of disappointment is around us? How much of depression is around us? Because we never got what we expected from this person. We never got what we expected from that person. You're expecting from everyone. You're gonna be disappointed. You're gonna be let down. But if you expect only from Allah, you will never be let down automatically your disappointments will de- will decrease if your expectation is on the one that's in control of every single aspect of your entire existence and the existence of the entire universe and that is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala expect from allah so the three points that we've discussed number 1 aim to please only allah it's so simple you please only one being and that is your creator everything will fall in order in your life Allah will give you internal happiness number two, satisfy your soul satisfy your soul don't only wait for the month of Ramadan every day we need to be doing something as individuals that is satisfying the soul when the soul is satisfied through the deeds that please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah will give you internal happiness and number three we need to be doing what is number three? Expect only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mashallah, everyone is attentive. Expect only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And where does happiness truly lie? It's not in what we own. It's not in what we eat. It's not in where we go. It's not in where we stay. Happiness is in your heart. It lies within your soul. So again, are you truly happy? There's a lovely inspirational story that we also came across while exploring this topic perhaps Some of us might have heard it before. There was a king that lived in previous times. And this king was going through very, very severe depression. And depression is such that eventually it takes a toll on a person's health. You end up getting sick. So this king now is becoming more and more ill. Everybody is worried about him. What can we do to benefit him? How can we cure him? So eventually, one of the people that was... He analyzes the king's situation and he says, Listen, the only way to cure the king from his depression from his sadness is that he needs to wear the shirt of a truly happy individual if he does that he will be cured from his depression If he's cured from his depression all his sicknesses also will 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 be removed he'll be much more healthier he'll be much more active everything will fall in order it's as simple as that he needs to wear the shirt of someone that's truly happy the people around the king said wow what a simple remedy all we need to do is find the shirt of a man that's truly happy. So the first place they start is amongst themselves, all the ministers of the king. They say, Hey, you know what? Let's see. So each one asks the other, okay, tell me, are you truly happy? Each minister being ministers of a whole kingdom and and, and, and the aides of the king, they all say, Well, hold on. We're we okay, we're not it's not that we're sad, but we've got a lot of issues that we're dealing with too. We're not really truly happy. Okay, they say, Okay, right, let's go to others. That are part of the whole cabinet they go and they're asking each individual tell me are you truly happy each one that they ask somebody's got an issue somebody's got a challenge somebody's got a problem somebody has a need that's not fulfilled he's facing some sort of disappointment and then they realize that this is becoming something that's almost impossible we can't find the shirt we can't find one person that's truly happy now imagine if somebody had to walk in right now in this masjid and ask ask the same question are you truly happy? That's the question. So anyway, they continue, they're searching, they're desperate. They want the king to be cured. So one day they traveling from one point to another point, going to meet somebody to ask that person if he's really happy because they're searching for a shirt of a truly happy individual to cure the king. And they see somebody sitting on the roadside with no shirt on, has got a torn pants, sitting on the pavement as we would say. So this person looks at him, he says, hey, where are you going? Nobody really passes this road. We're all well dressed. Where are you off to? He says, no, we're on a mission. We're going to do a very important task and a job. So the person asks, like, tell me more. They say that, listen, before we do that, can we ask you a question? Are you really happy? He says, yes, I'm a very happy person. I'm a very, very happy man. They all get a shock. They say, hey, hold on. Are you sure you're happy? The man says, yes, I'm very, very happy. They said that, hey, <laughs> you're the person we're looking for. We're searching high and low for somebody that's truly happy. We're looking for you. Now this man is like more shocked, like, what you're looking for me for? What do you mean you're searching for me? So then they tell him that, listen, the king is very ill. He's depressed. The only way to cure him is for him to wear the shirt of a truly happy individual. And you seem to be the person that we're looking for all along. We'll pay whatever the price your shirt. And the man looks at them and he says, that, but I don't own a shirt. I'd love to, if I had, I would have given it to you, but I don't own a shirt. Imagine if somebody had to walk in here and say that, you know, the cure for somebody's depression is for them to wear the hat of a truly uh, happy individual. And they say, brother, can I have your hat? Or can I have your coat? Can I have your kurta? Will you say, I'm truly happy? Or would you also be one of those that would say that, hey, hold on, I'm not so happy. Allah never created the world for you to be depressed. And Allah never created the world for you to be sad and for you to be heartbroken. Allah created the world for you to furnish and enhance your hereafter. When we make dua, Allah has taught us in the Quran, رَبَّنَا آتِنَا فِي الدُّنْيَا حَسَنًا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ حَسَنًا وَقِنَا عَذَابَ النَّارِ O oh Allah grant us the best in this world, hasana, goodness in this world, goodness in this world, wa fi'l akhirati hasana and goodness in the year after and O oh Allah save us from the punishment of the fire. So you can be happy in this world and you can be eternally happy in the year after provided you do that which is necessary to make your soul happy. So aim to please only Allah satisfy your soul by those good deeds that are pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and number three what we need to do is expect only from Allah when you expect only from Allah your disappointments in this world will be lowered when your disappointments in this world will be lowered your sadness will be lowered life is challenging life is difficult nobody knows what tomorrow will bring but remember forty percent is within your control for those that came in we broke down happiness by saying As per Western minds and psychologists, that 50% of a person's happiness has to do with their DNA. It's beyond your control. 10% of your happiness has to do with what happens around you. Only 10%. And don't forget to reflect over that, because sometimes we think it. everything that happens around us has everything to do with whether we're happy or sad. It's not. It's only 10%. But 40% has to do with what you as an individual indulge in. So we need to please Allah, we need to satisfy our soul and we need to expect only from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and inshallah we will genuinely be truly happy in this world and we will be forever happy in the year after. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the understanding and may Allah make us reach the month of Ramadan. Respected brothers also let us not forget, mashaAllah, this weekend we will be fortunate to be hosting the Seerah Jalsa in this masjid. We have esteemed guests and ulama that will be joining us. We make dua that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Allah grant us the good fortune to be present, and inshallah we should spread the words, uh, the, 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 spread the word to others as well, that they are more than welcome to join the program. We will definitely benefit listening to the words on the blessed life of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and most definitely it will be a means of inspiration and benefit for each and every one of us. And also, let us not forget, it's a start of another academic year. Let us also make it a priority to give preference to what type of education. Islamic education we choose for our kids. Remember, they are our eternal investments for the year after. So like how we we'll, we take pride in making the best of choices for the academic education of our children, let us not forget to prioritize what is most important, that is their iman and their deen. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us all the understanding.